Cool lump area that's in plain sight. And to my right, star of all things, Blaze TV, the one and only Mr. Brandon Steele. Yo, I think David is in too deep. Way too deep. It's a I, tale as old as time. I'm glad. Uh, He's in too deep, and that's why he likes to weep. I'm, I'm glad we're starting here, because this was actually... I was going over my notes like an hour or two ago, and I was just looking at it. I was like, this, it just, there, it's nonsense. There's nothing here. (laughs) But then I was thinking, I was like, well, that doesn't really track, though, because realistically, everyone we talk about only speaks nonsense. So why is this hitting us different? And I realized that the reason is there's no, there's no plot. There's no logical. There's no through line. Yeah, like at least with it's it's like an and I hate these so much. I hate anthology series. Yeah, <laughs> they fucking drive me insane. It's not a TV show. The stories have nothing to do with each other. Yeah, stop putting them together, making be like this is a cool book. Like no, this is chapters that have nothing to do with each other. That's really the issue. But but the things that have nothing to do with each other are separated by basically commas or periods. It's yeah. one sentence to the next doesn't. Well, and he also takes sense. he also takes leaps of thought that like don't actually compute well, as well. That's the bigger issue. Is previously you know all this stuff was always. Inc- I mean, it's it's, it's always been, been there. It's always been insane, but usually there was some sort of plot device to vaguely I, ground it within the reality of the universe they've created. You know what it is? It's the difference between practical insanity and technical insanity. This is technical insanity. That's the brain right. is not functioning properly. Look, I actually had to I had to make a list for myself earlier today. <laughs> I just wrote David's insanity list because I had to I had to like remind myself that he's like this I've always been aware he's been insane, but for some reason this portion of the book is making me realize like oh, he's not like cutesy he's insane. Well, he's, he's diagnostically (laughs) insane. Yeah, he's clinically insane. Because I was putting together the list of, uh, you know, David, he's he's David Wilcock. He's also Edgar Cayce. He's Rob Pata, which means he was responsible for building pyramids. pyramids, He's the Archangel Michael. And then through the Archangel Michael, he's now claiming to be kind of responsible for Q. Wasn't he also the king of Atlantis? Yes, he was, uh, or no, uh, Lemuria, something like that. Yeah, he, he was invented writing in Lemuria. <laughs> he's Saint Lucia. He's the son of Valiant Thor. He's the survivor of ritualistic alien abductions <laughs> and sexual assaults. This is, uh, we'll get to this later in the the episode. He's a member of Shield, the the Marvel right, organization. Right, right. Yeah, he's literally a psychic. Um, he's going to be in charge of the alien embassy. And he was part of the MyLab program. And I wrote all that out for myself because I was thinking, uh, I, I, if anyone else said one of those things, yeah, you'd have to lock him up. Yeah, I mean, they'd at least be viewed as a laughing stock. Yeah, I guess what, what makes this difficult is typically takes this insane, we only see coming from a guy with a cardboard sign begging for money. Yeah, this really is the conversation you have with your local alcoholic. Which, that's another fun game I've been playing with myself when I was reading over the notes, is I just imagined each part being said by, like, the homeless guy outside the 7-Eleven instead of David Wilcock. Yeah. And it starts to make more sense. It tracks. 
So that's that's been my biggest issue with reading and summarizing this whole thing is there's no it doesn't track at all. It's just fucking insane. Yeah. It's unwell. Yeah, yeah it's unwell. He is sick. <laughs> yeah, he sure is. Very sick. He uh it, yeah, if anyone in your life is having those types of thoughts, you know, maybe they say they're they're channeling the Archangel Michael and they're gonna be the leader of the alien embassy. Oh, I mean you they even, need medication. You didn't even factor in that he was trying to become king of the squirrels. Or that he's uh the biblical David, which we found out yeah. last last His episode. conversations with the wildlife were what led me to really conclude, like, oh, he's not well. But, yeah, this is – and I, I, the other thing before we get into this, the, the point that really is making this difficult to follow is the, the prophecy he has. It's not grounded in any type of vague fact. Now the prophecy is true merely based on the fact that it's coming to him, which means it can't be wrong. Hell yeah, dude. So, so all this shit is basically like, because I'm saying it, it has to be right because I'm God and nice. I can't be wrong. Nice. Which adds like an extra layer to this. So David's just molding reality. We're going to get a bunch of prophecy. I, I cut a lot of them out. Uh, we're going to get a bunch of prophecy about the Chinese balloon today. We're going to get a Hell bunch yeah. of prophecy about the, the Palestine train accident. Hell some yeah, 9-11. Dude. <laughs> Did something happen with the Chinese balloon that I'm not aware of? Uh... I mean, it turned out that there was, like, spy equipment on it, but, like, duh. Because based on reading this book, David seems to think it's, like, maybe the most important thing that's ever happened. I mean, it's not that. Yeah, I guess that checks out. Nothing nothing he says makes sense. <laughs> the only thing he ever said that makes sense is... I'm looking for... He should go back to doing that. Just looking for cum. Section 12, July 1998, Part 2. David predicts an attack on the World Trade Center right after uh, the bombing occurs. Nice. You know, most psychics, they try to predict things before they happen. Not David. No, David's got this new type of psychic stuff where where he he predicts what happens yesterday. He does it in reverse. It's amazing. His accuracy is off the charts. Well, yeah, the hit rate is much higher when you predict things that already happen. All right, here it is. Quote, World Trade Center bombing really shook things up. The next time one tries something like this, it will become a much larger story. If the details are worked out properly, something about the middle of the operating platform is causing some trouble, though. It is this that we are currently watching for and understanding, trying to keep clear the distinctions between a working device and a practically working device. That is where the greatest distinction lies. David's note. This may again tie tie into the Chinese balloon, which may have been designed (laughs) to move an operating platform that might cause some trouble. If this balloon was indeed an EMP weapon, the damage would be much, much bigger than 9-11 if it had actually been allowed to transpire. That's kind of what, that's exactly what I'm talking about, is these prophecies, uh, based on how he set up this whole time loop thing, what he's saying in here has to be occurring right now. Yeah. So you get things where he says the phrase, uh, what was it in here, operating platform, and he somehow decided that means a balloon floating over the United States. I like I was just like, hey, what if something that didn't happen did? Yeah, What? Uh, we know the Chinese balloon wasn't an EMP, but, but what if it was? <laughs> what if it was an EMP? Uh, David follows up this dream by again predicting 9-11. Here's, here's his dream. Quote, 
This was sort of like a walkthrough novel. The main character was the shady guy by the name of Mr. No Man. Someone had written about this man in the book I was reading. That's the guy David used to tell no when he was getting molested. No, man. No, no. You've been down on I was, the luck. I said no, man. I was reading this book, a thriller, and I was planning on rewriting it. The book itself was about Godzilla attacking a city. At the end, I found myself in a lake. The sky was red. I was thinking of rewriting the story about Godzilla as I looked up at the blood red sky. David's note. We will see the Godzilla as a reference to 9-11 and the potential danger <laughs> of August 17th, 1998 that Michael already warned me about. Michael has already established the Godzilla reference as a tie-in to the Chinese balloon in this volume. Hell yeah. The red sky, again, suggests an aerial attack. Nice. Everything, it's just Godzilla, the fucking balloon, and 9-11. Yeah, how many times did he watch Godzilla writing this? Uh, a lot. There's a lot of Godzilla in here. And in case you guys uh, missed it, that August 17th one, that's where he, he had the dream about someone bombing New York and then called right, the right. FBI to warn them. Yeah, and, yeah uh, he got himself put on a yeah, list. Yeah, got his phone tapped, I would imagine. Uh, I, I did kind of realize this whole Chinese balloon thing, I think one of his theories kind of fucks up his other theory, right? Because he, he says about the vaccine that it's putting uh, technology in everyone's body so they can administer shocks or uh, Wi-Fi. Yeah. But then if the Chinese balloon has an EMP, EMPs disable electronic devices. So wouldn't the uh. EMP disable the vaccine technology? He never addresses that, but I, I, mean, I, I would think as, that's an issue. I would assume so, but maybe if they're organic, no. Let's be real. When does a plot hole ever stop David? I was going to say, I think the real answer is it doesn't matter. Section 13, July 1998, part three. Like a think tank rolling along on its newly prescribed set of tracks, we had a discrete unity that was never before there that we are now seeing. David's note. If the balloon was a weapon, it could be analogized with a tank rolling along its newly prescribed set of tracks in the sky. <laughs> Which, like, that makes, it doesn't, the, the no. opposite of a tank is a balloon. They're not even remotely close to one another. No, no, they're not. Oh, I'm sorry, I cut out. Also, COVID likely came out of think tanks run by people like Bill Gates. Well, that's 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 nice. So balloons are tanks in the sky, and those tanks are also think tanks where Bill Gates invented COVID. Yeah, I mean, don't you get it? They're floating tanks. Quote, the thought bubble will change in about three minutes when we see that the airport runway is being maintained through a very discreet series of steps in the very near future. David's note, bubble and airport could be another balloon reference. The bubble will hit the ground in about three minutes. The airport runway is being maintained. This is also about Stavati. Runway <laughs> upgrades have now taken place at the airport where our base is located. Why are they upgraded, upgrading the, the runway? You don't have you a have, plane. Well, you've got anti-gravity cars. Oh, that's true. Yeah, why would a hover car need a runway? You yeah. just take off. Yeah, you're trying to get rid of runways. Oh, here's here's a good one. Quote, in the cauldron of fire, in the brisket of their own self-temptation, they fail to see the inherent goodness and purity of the all. David's note. Just yesterday, before unsealing this, I went to the grocery store. The meat tender was showing me a huge side of brisket. 
does any is meat tender a real word? I think he, I think he meant butcher. Right. That's okay. Okay. <laughs> Not meat, meat tender. The meat tender. <laughs> the meat tender what was is, showing that me. That stoner a, was like, you know, it's a butt tender, but for the meat. Yeah, but for brisket. The meat tender was showing me a huge side of brisket that was for sale. He was talking about how a rich woman was actually feeding this relatively expensive meat to her dog in the brisket of their own self-temptation. Damn. Another time loop. The brisket of their own self-temptation is a very funny line. <laughs> this is the type of insanity. That's I... the grapes of wrath yeah. for David. The brisket of self-temptation. <laughs> that sounds like a self-help book about how some dude barbecued his way to happiness. Yeah, it's like Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. <laughs> how I overcame wanting to kill myself through barbecuing. But... It's so, it's it's sentences like that that make this so difficult because like there's all the words there mean something, but when you read it, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, this is kind of like if uh, Nostradamus wrote about nothing. Yeah, yeah, it's just nonsense. Just you all know, his weird fruity phrasing and shit. But also, how is this the bar for prophecy? He had. Uh, a section. All that happened was the word brisket was in it. He went to the meat section of a market where there was brisket, and he's like, the Archangel Michael has created this prophecy. I mean, I guess that's one way to have a high batting percentage. But it's just like, of course there's going to be brisket at the fucking supermarket. Well, he didn't know that. That's true. He he had never been to the The, meat tender before. This was actually David's first time at the grocery store. He's never shopped for himself. He talked about uh, cooking chicken wings in this book at some point. I didn't include it, but he's very proud of the chicken wings. I mean, David just pouring a bucket of chicken wings onto a grill. While laughing maniacally in the rain. That was a pretty good video. It's still one of like the top 10 most unhinged things <laughs> I've seen a person do. Like without being menacing at all, just kids. like, oh my God, something's wrong. Yeah, I hope we get, I'm hoping this pre-taped video is really going to get him back into the insanity of things. I'm not sure if this level of s- insanity can be uh, properly portrayed in the written word. I think you're missing an element the of it. The visual aspect, really, it's a cue. You recognize, oh, this guy's really bad. Because this is just, it's dog shit in book <laughs> form. Like, this is just uh, codswallop, rubbish yeah. even. Yeah. Quote, and who can benefit from, here's another very, this, I said the brisket was a low bar. This is an even lower one. Quote, and who can benefit from the quenching of the thirst that they provide? David's note, as I unseal this, I am knowingly delaying getting a glass of water that I desperately need. <laughs> this real-time thought monitoring happens often. So there was a there was a section about him being thirsty and then he's thirsty in real life, which means the Archangel Michael is monitoring his thoughts in real time. And that in 1998, he knew at precisely that moment in 2023, David would be thirsty. Yeah, I mean, that sounds like schizophrenia. How How is his therapist not uh, sectioning him? Do we assume he actually has one? Well, he said he had a therapist. I assume he means a, a crystal bitch therapist. I'm assuming it's just someone who like waves amethyst. She's probably at just him one and... of the therapists that affirms him. 
Like, yes, David, you're right. You are indeed the Archangel Michael. Based on the therapist I worked with in Colorado, I'm assuming they're the same dog shit variety of hippie therapist. Yeah. No, no. How does that make you feel being the Archangel Michael? Where I had to go and have grass class. We'd just go stand by the river and look at the ground. How did it make you feel when you thought someone cut your brakes? Uh, oh, more Godzilla. Here's another dream. Quote, I saw a whole bridge that had been built out of Legos. Several series of Godzillas were forming. I like that he calls giant lizards just Godzillas. It's yeah. like calling all vampires Draculas. <laughs> <laughs> so he saw a series of Godzillas were forming and marching down the bridge. They were obviously forming an attack. Oh, here's a fun tie-in. They were angelic, uh, there were angelic guys there, represented by the Mormons. Hell yeah, dude. The other day, I saw two Mormon missionaries there at the Fellowship. I was determined that within a select higher dimensional criteria they did have something very important to say i felt that there would be some benefit to harmonizing with these guys so i started to let them know a little bit about myself oh, now no. now in the dream david gets a flash image of a little yellow piece of paper that said pass now David's note, Michael is not insulting the Mormons here, just the opposite. <laughs> I have always been advised to avoid joining any groups or religions. Back to the dream. I could fight them directly on their own terms. <laughs> the Godzillas were heading down towards one area. I realized that the body I took on to play the game, I looked as big as Godzilla as well. Once I took on this body, I could march out to the bridge and keep anything bad from happening. I was able to drive off the Godzillas. He uses Godzillas like it's a slur. I know. <laughs> It's so fucking funny. I got to find a people to start calling Godzillas. Also, I he includes shit like that. And it's just like, what's the point, David? You had a dream where you were a superhero who fought Godzilla. He has a lot of dreams about being like a superhero. Or you're basically not a homo. <laughs> like he has a lot of dreams where he's doing manly I'm things. I'm super straight <laughs> Superman. Uh, we get some of that in this, too. There's, don't, don't worry. I'm the straightest man who's ever lived. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you want to laugh at me? Damn it. Uh, <laughs> David's note. The Casey reading said Rapata and his followers were banished from Egypt following contrived political sex scandal, not unlike Bill Clinton's. Damn, they Jeffrey Epstein, Rapata. Uh, we're in a time loop, man. Damn. Everything is the same time because everything's a time loop. You know what? Actually, that would track that the people who built the pyramids were actually just pedophile billionaires. Yeah, I mean... Those are the only people rich enough to build dumbass shit like that. If these are all ancient societies, the pyramids were just their version of the island. That's they made hilarious. this grand show of opulence to we're molest gonna go children. To, we're going to go to Jeffrey's Pyramid today go fuck <laughs> some kids. They eventually returned after Rapata noticeably decreased his physical age by having lived in a pyramid. Oh, that's why they build it. You can make the kids even younger in the yeah, pyramid. Yeah, how convenient. For an extended time. Uh, Egypt peacefully reunited. Everything about that story uh, later got severely mythologized like the telephone game. The, quote, severed phallus of Osiris as the obelisk <laughs> was originally a symbol of a sexual indiscretion. Rapata's wife, Isis, became mythologized as the goddess Isis. I was extensively... Oh. <laughs> I was extensively briefed on these details by my ex-landlord, Jim, who again heard it from <laughs> Edgar Casey's secretary, Gladys Davis. 
No, my ex ex landlords who got it from a secretary. Yeah, possible secretary. David's top secret source. Man, Edgar. Casey's secretary's friend who's now a landlord. This is the type of deep sourcing you get with David Wilcox. Here's some more deep sourcing. The number 303 appears in an article about an Indonesian police general being suspended, and David provides the following insight. 303 is 33, the number of the deep state, with a zero in the middle. Room 303 was the symbolic room number in which Neo was killed and resurrected in the Matrix. Here's an excerpt on this fact from the Matrix wiki. <laughs> and then he decides the Matrix wiki. She's quoting the Matrix? Quote, the number 303 appears to be an allusion to the character Trinity, whose name is Christ- in Christian theology defines the three-in-one nature of the single Christian God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. This allusion is supported by Trinity kissing the lifeless Neo, whose life function uh, functions return as Neo transfigures into the one after exiting the room. Uh, I'll skip that part. That's just more about how the vaccines are wired to shock our brain. But I think we already talked about that last episode. Basically, yeah, they're just little buzzers that will eventually be activated by the deep state to mildly discomfort us. I don't don't really know. Oh, no, mild discomfort. (laughs) Not again. Section 14, August 1998. He uh, he opened this section again by pointing out that Silicon Valley prophecy he kind of got right, the 151.5 billion. Oh, he's going to ride that thing to the bank. Yeah, he basically, he, he opens this section by almost verbatim re-explaining how right he was. Hey, you remember how right I was that oh, Yeah, last you remember time? that? The dreams, uh, oh, this is the dream that, appro- that proves the world will reach ascension by 2025. So buckle in, folks. This is is all the proof we need. Quote, I was going through Scotia to the new development. When I got to the new development, there was an old hill where a friend's house was. Uh, It's important to note that the the grammar and syntax is all in context. I just copied and pasted this. This was where I used always tried to ride my bike downhill for speed. It was also very closely connected to Dirty Rock Road, the hill that went to Lock 8, where I used to spend a lot of time on my bike rides. Later on, it seemed as though something extraterrestrial had crashed to Earth there. It was strongly associated with the book 2150 A.D. Only, I was seeing two books now. One date was 2158 A.D., and the other was 2025 A.D. I now remember clearly that the 2025 book had the same cover as the book Millennium Prophecies by A.T. Mann. And there you go. That's the evidence that Ascension will occur in 2025, as he had a dream with the number 2025 in it. No, that's perfectly literate. Checks out. Section 15, August 1998. Part 2. More definitive proof. This is part of the prophecy. Quote, For just a minute, suppose that none of this were going to come true. David's note, very intensely loud and sudden rush of wind over the house right as I read this <laughs> as of 11.41 a.m. The storm. Oh, my God, girlie, did you hear that? The storm has uh, arrived. They're trying to stop me from writing. He's still going on about overturning the election. I'm not sure why. Like, he still talks about basically Biden getting kicked out of office and overturning the election. Because they still think they're going to overturn the election. Uh, But, like, uh, what's the point at this point? There's not that much time left. Vengeance. Quote, (sighs) it is our vote that we must not veto the changes that are occurring. David's note. This may be a prophecy about the overturning of the U.S. election fraud. Veto also spells out vote, further revealing Ooh. what major changes may be here. 
Ooh. <laughs> Uh, California is still going to sink into the ocean, but not until we uh, ascend fully into our 4D bodies. Uh, here's another. <laughs> let's just read the full fucking dream. Here's here's another dream of David's from uh, the perspective when he dreams like that he's a terrorist. This is one of those. Hell yeah. Terror. Jihadi Davis rule. David rules. Quote. There was a hotel that was very dark and urban, sort of like Dad's old office in Schenectady. It was very old and run down and in desperate need of repair. There was some sort of infestation. I was sitting in a classroom with other people, and we were trying to figure out how to deal with this. As we went around with this idea of how to solve the problem, we all had these little tubes we had to fill up with bug spray. We were going to have to go around and spray these bugs, but we knew that it would be very dangerous. I had one tube, and I was supposed to have two. I was just trying to stay in line with the class. It seemed that it was very difficult. We were all so threatened about what we would have to do. I believe that the dream ended while we were still making preparations to do the spraying, but we hadn't actually done it yet. There was a lot of danger involved. He's a big fan about, uh, he, he brags a lot about how brave he is in his dreams, too. Oh, come on, man. Do you know anybody else who just does whatever they want in their dreams? He's a very brave and powerful man in yeah. his dreams. In the world in his head. So here's David's note on uh, that dream. This combines the idea of COVID possibly being a designer virus with the Palestine disaster possibly being a deliberate attack on the population. The Mm. Palestine disaster became a much bigger story after the Shadow of Ezra channel revealed that this was one of 17 cities in which one event was planned to occur. This happened yesterday, February 18th, when they posted an image of the toxic cloud that formed over Ohio with the words 17 cities, one event. This implies that the original plan of the deep state was for disasters to occur almost simultaneously in 17 different cities. Since the alliance appears to have intercepted and blocked their plans, we only saw about five or six disasters at the same time instead of much larger intended number. Now, he doesn't explain how the alliance blocked it. It's just the number he had prophesied was wrong, which means the alliance stopped that number from happening, I guess. Yeah, no, it wasn't wrong. They fixed it. Uh, David, oh yeah, here, here, he, he dreams about being a movie star. Well, yeah. Then as I finished, it segued into this big gym. Basketball was presented in a very hyperdimensional fashion. Hell yeah. It turned into a basketball tournament between Tom Cruise and a bunch of black guys. Uh, <laughs> Blunt, white owl, Philly Blunt, I, I learned rap, black guys from Harlem. That's, that's the button I was looking for. There were some decidedly non-physical stunts that were far too outrageous to be real. Tom was flying high up into the air to dunk baskets. Man, what a cool Damn. David's up on all the lingo. Duncan, Tom Cruise was dunking, dunking baskets. baskets, dude. He's just out here being radical with these black guys. Then uh, black guys from Harlem. Then the dream shifted, and I felt that I was Tom Cruise, the one doing all the stunts <laughs> that amazed them so much. Uh, That's all. These dreams are basically just that. Is like I was a if, fucking yeah. loser, and then I wasn't. What if I was the star of the show? Because I'm the most important man yeah. alive. What if I was Tom Cruise playing with black guys, now, just dunking hoops? Not only does yeah dunking baskets. Not only does uh, David get to be an action star in his dreams, he also meets the most important people in the world. In this Hell dream, yeah. he meets Asian Jesus. 
Quote, I was out in the woods. I met a young Asian kid who thought he was a reincarnation of Jesus Christ. He had a lot of followers. At the end, I got vomited out of a giant stomach, much like the belly of the whale archetype. This was after a lot of so-called miracles had already been taking place. This guy thought he was the reincarnation of Jesus, yet his character gradually morphed into someone who was aggressively trying to sell me drugs. He wanted to pass off obviously counterfeit fraudulent money as authentic. David... I am thinking the message behind this dream is to give God the glory and not get caught up in being the messenger. Just give the message. Asian Jesus tried to sell him dope? Yep. All right. Yeah. David, uh, I think the only degree he has is in fucking, like, tautology. He just rephrases the same fucking thing over and over again. Because where where was that sentence where he said, uh, the mirror, he says the guy is Jesus Christ, and then a sentence later, he says the guy thought he was the reincarnation of Jesus. Like, he just, he states yeah. the oh, same yeah. fucking yeah. thing. He's hyper-repetitive. Over and over again. I assume part of that is law of one shit. Uh, the, the, the I am raw type thing. Yeah, he probably feels like you have to be repetitive to really nail it home. I think that's part of it. Part of it is also, I guess he's just like dictating these dreams into a tape recorder. But you would think, you know, you'd, yeah. you'd pare it down a little bit and post David dreams of a woman who has a sassy surprise, so says he. Dream. We were all sitting in this auditorium. I was sitting with this girl who was very attractive. Suddenly, she did something very strange. She put her arms out to the side and just held them out there. Her fists were clenched, and then it seemed as though it might have been a male. She, I guess that's the sassy surprise. She has a penis. She's got a penis. Oh, no, David got <laughs> tricked by a trap. She, she started out as a nice girl with the red dress. I had put my hands on her shoulders. Oh, no, as we were walking into down. the auditorium. <laughs> I sucked her penis. Uh, <laughs> when we first sat down, there was definitely some romantic energy going on there. Anyway, this guy was up there talking as the preacher, and then she or he held their arms out. There was a very light, shiny turqu- turquoise jacket. It definitely had a gleam to it. Notice in his gay dream, he's wearing a sizzle jacket. I mean, come on, dude. What else do you think he's going to get laid in by a dude? This is this is the only way we break out of this, is he's just got to admit he's gay. And yeah. I think we can put this, uh, this train back on put, the tracks. Put this back where it needs to be. There was a very light, shiny turquoise jacket, and it definitely had a gleam to it. I was trying to put it back on the individual who was holding their arms out to the side. These goons in front were gesturing. <laughs> Black guys from These Harlem. goons in front were gesturing and pointing out what was happening with the arms. They wanted to do something about it. These security guards rushed up and wanted to get rid of us. My grandparents and possibly my father then started saying negative things about me specifically. This is the second dream he's had where his grandparents talk shit about him. Nana and Papa definitely were. They implied that I was misguided and messed up. It was a stinging betrayal, <laughs> and it felt bad. David's note. This appears to be a parallel life memory of cases in which I was hypnotized into thinking that men were women. And <laughs> Yeah, you got tricked by a trans person, I think. <laughs> parallel lifetime. Dude, In a David, parallel lifetime, yeah. I got really drunk. And yeah, yeah, at a time that totally wasn't this one. Yeah. But like it, a while ago. Yeah, when I was still drinking, I accidentally uh, sucked a guy's dick. It'd be so funny if he came out as like one of the, the good gays. Be like, I hate the LGBTQ agenda, but I suck dick. I think we're going to get some of that in here. Not the sucking dick part, but the agenda portion. Uh, 
parallel life memory. Right. He was hypnotized into the thinking that men were women in various play acted scenarios. This is also describing the deep state's current drive towards transgender issues. Nice. So there it is. There's the agenda. I bet David loves libs of TikTok. Yeah, I'm sure. And and wokeness. I'm telling you, dude. David Wilcock reacting to the top 10 like libs of TikTok videos is smash hit content. David becoming a, a virulent transphobe would be top tier conf- content. Uh, interesting. Oh, yeah, this is uh, it, it doesn't really tie into anything, but I thought this was interesting insight into what happened with David and the whole Edgar Casey thing, because uh, I didn't know this before. David's note. Uh at the time, the ARE, which was um, the, like, Edgar Casey uh, Society in Virginia Beach, he tried to, like, go right. join. The ARE ended up adopting a complete blackout policy about me. No mention whatsoever, positive or negative, which is still the case. <laughs> the main rumor I heard at the time was that since David used drugs in high school and curses, he is n- of no use to us. Everyone oh. cursed in New York, and I had just moved. <laughs> <laughs> he was just—he was shunned for being different. Damn, not, David was just too cool. Yeah, not because he showed up to the Edgar Casey Society and told them he was Edgar Casey. Hey, I'm him. Worship me. Yeah, <laughs> worship. I'm gonna be king of your people. That is a pretty sweet maneuver because if that works out, like if you just showed up to—if you just showed up to church and said yeah. you were Jesus, like Quetzalcoatl showing up to yeah. the Aztecs, being like, "Worship me, you stupid savages." You know, chances are it's not going to work, but it's You've only got to work chance. once. You've it's got only got to work once. And yeah, what an easy way to build a fortune. Here's a uh, David with some more maybe Freudian slips of dreams. There's a lot of there's a lot of gay shit and sexual abuse shit that he dreams about back in the nineties. Hell yeah, dude! I don't think it was a coincidence. David's note. Purple eyeshadow was one of the classic trademarks of Anton LaVey, who considered himself the father of Satanism. Many stories of ritual abuse have emerged from uh, survivors of LaVey's cult. There are many other, quote, bad dreams from the parallel life that I did not include. This dream had relevance because of the readings that were attached to it. So, yes, he does just continuously have dreams about uh, being molested. Yeah, his past lives seem to involve a lot of rape. Who molested me? Uh, where was I? Oh, right. Here's, here's some more abuse dreams. Quote, this may be a memory of child hunting parties, Michael says I endured, where I was apparently stalked and killed on foot, then reanimated. The children would scream at whatever chased them, and the adults screamed as well. Everyone was having a good time. You know, everybody's just living it up. I scream, you scream, we all scream for child sacrifice. (laughs) Uh, How the aliens did their killing. Quote, in that sense, it was predetermined to happen to him. Without my help, he would have been smashed, so I did, uh, so I did get him out i did remove him and he reinflated he was not dismembered or gored it was very weird very unusual very bizarre david's note this is talking at least in part about how they would kill and reanimate people including me in the parallel life this obviously uh this obviously other layers as well including metaphors about surviving the shots so they're just killing him and bringing him back yeah they would it's the the Donald Marshall? Yeah, him. It's the Donald Marshall where he gets killed and resurrected. Except David didn't invent any hit songs to get out of the abuse portion. No, no, they just killed and resurrected him over and over. Here's a, a, a horny dream from old Dave. 
when I went out of the hallway and came back through it, there was a there was horrible stuff going on in the different rooms. I saw people trying to have sex with each other, but it wasn't <laughs> just sex. It was weird sex. Oh. <laughs> people doing strange things. Women were wearing strange bondage outfits that demonstrated their nipples. The whole thing was very surreal. What has demonstrated their nipples? It just like tassels. But uh, does it just mean you could see them? Uh, I guess emphasize emphasis on the nipples. He talks about sex like a like a middle school, not even middle schooler. He talks about it like he's in first grade. Like he has no idea. <laughs> How what does he's this re- work? Yeah, they were doing weird sex things, like showing their nipples. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking god damn it, David. Uh, where divine wrath, okay, quote, to some, the correlation of Clinton's testimony with the rapidly approaching disturbances make it seem as though some sort of divine judgment or wrath has been passed. That is not, in fact, the case. David, I just cued on high banana, which was something that the girl from the hotel I worked at often said to men in everyday conversation. It was ridiculously phallic. David's note. <laughs> ridiculously phallic. Well, it's just like someone said high banana. He's like, that means penis. That is ridiculously penis involved. <laughs> David's note. Michael uses references to the Clinton scandal in 1998 in order to refer to the Biden administration today. Rapidly approaching disturbances are the storm. It's it's just it's just a jumbled mess. Rapidly approaching disturbances are the storm. Yep. So whatever that means, that's what the storm is. Sick. But in the same dream, it's he just remembers someone from work used to say the word banana, which means penis, which refers to the Clinton scandal, which... It's an odd jump to make from penis banana to Clinton scandal. Well, it's just like, if that if that's what we're going to be doing, anything could be anything. It, it, I mean, it, certainly anything that looks like a penis. <laughs> which is a lot of things. There's yeah. a lot of phallic-shaped objects in the world. Uh, everything basically represents David's abuse. For example, quote, the bear all the way in the back grabbed the second bear by its feet. I hope he just means a gay guy. Yeah, David's getting raped yeah, again. by a bear. Deserved to be raped. And lifted him up. He started literally smashing him by the teeth onto the more subservient creature. The second creature almost had more like an ape face. It was tan with lighter hair and looked almost like a poodle. As he continues smashing the bear down with the teeth, it really started to get bad. Blood started to fly all over the place, but it was gray in color. (laughs) The bear who was inflicting the damage was also taking on a great deal of damage as well. It looked as though his neck was probably going to break. It was gray blood. See, he already said that. It was gray blood, but there uh, there was tons of it. David's note. The men dressed in bear costumes is reminiscent of the scene in The Shining where a man is pictured in a child costume in a very disturbing scene. It would have been funny if he was like, do you guys know what the furry community is? That's what we're talking about, bears. They dress up like bears. I have a hard time believing David's not into some variety of kink. It's gotta, he's got to be a furry or... I mean, he's gone so crazy that he's either like celibate or he's gotten into weird shit. What about that one, you know, that one government worker who was like, wasn't he into dressing like a dog or something? The guy who was There's stealing luggage? Oh, Sam Brinton? Yeah, wasn't he? He taught like a course players? on bondage. I think he might have done some pup play stuff too. I could see Dave being into that. Uh, this dream is prophetic of thought forms we're all having to look at right now. This is also one of many symbolic dreams of things I may have seen in a parallel life. I could see David getting pegged. So I, well, he, 
he doesn't get explicitly sexual, and he kind of leaves you to fill in the blanks, but all the blanks... It's, it's his asshole being filled in yeah. with with a, a these, large man's penis. All these blanks are so gay. I mean, it is Pride <laughs> Month. We we wore, we dressed the part. There's no need to fear, though. David uh, defeats the deep state. Uh, well, thank God. Quote, within a few days after I called the FBI, a judge must have signed off on surveillance. Every This is back to when he called it the bomb threat, yeah. that, that whole thing. No, <laughs> they're surveilling me because I know too much, not because I called in a bomb threat. Every time I said certain keywords, the phone would loudly click. The lighted buttons on my phone would go dark. It would sound like it hung up, and then I would hear static after the click. This was a very upsetting situation. Several words definitely would make my phone hang up as soon as I said them. I tested it. These words included UFO, extraterrestrial, alien, visitors, and beings. Just everyone take a step back and imagine how insane this is. This man, this is David in 1998. He has yeah. called in a, a bomb threat to the FBI that he yeah. believes is going to happen. Now, it, of course, the FBI blew him off because an insane man called in and said the voices yeah. in his head told him someone was going to bomb the harbor in New York. Yeah, the angels. Now, he's sitting there with his phone saying words like UFO, extraterrestrial, and alien into it and waiting for the FBI to hang his phone up. No, that's perfectly nat- natural. How has he escaped the asylums for so long? This is the world's greatest mystery. I'm telling you, it's only because he was a productive member of society. Yeah, really, money money fixes everything. <laughs> Look, it's hard to call someone crazy when they're a New York Times bestseller. These it's wo- hard to be like, hey, dude, you got to get your shit together when you're like, I just wrote an award-winning novel. Yeah, that, I I think Who's you s- the crazy one, you fucker. You said in an earlier episode he's homeless in the mind, yeah. but like in the physical reality, he's still he's, doing all he's right. He's crushing. Now when Stavati, you know, bankrupts him, I think we're going to see him be placed <laughs> uh, in uh, the care of the state, but uh, uh this was part of a system called Echelon. I found out from an ex-CIA agent that about 70,000 people had my system monitoring monitoring them in Virginia Beach at the time. I sincerely doubt the FBI was watching 70,000 people in Virginia Beach. Uh, I eventually got really mad about this one time after it clicked on. I bitched them out about how I was a natural psychic and this was harassment. They actually did stop. I would have spoken to them in person, but no one ever called me in. I love the idea that he just called them. Can you guys stop fucking following me and taping my phone? Oh, no, it's more insane than that. He just picked up the phone and yelled into it. Oh, he he didn't even call them. No, no, he knew they they were already listening. So they just picked up the phone and started yelling about how the FBI was listening. fucking Stop listening to I me. I am a psychic. <laughs> Stop listening. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty unhinged scene to yeah. imagine. Yeah, we're really... I'm a fucking psychic, <laughs> I swear to God. Section 16, August 1998, part three. He was a big fan of August in this year. We've got fucking three sections of the book devoted to August. Profound, uh, profound revelations to begin this section. Quote, a box spring matches your thoughts. You need to lay the mattress down so as to provide a more comfortable surface. David's note from uh, actually, oh, no, uh, May 27th. On the last day of editing, I got randomly pulled back to this section since it is not in the main book. Less than two weeks ago, I upgraded both of the mattresses and pillows in my house. I've had much less neck and hand pain ever since. And now, here it is. What was he sleeping on? Rocks? I guess. 
But again, that's his uh, his bar of prophecy is the book said the word mattress. And two weeks later, well, actually, you know, 25 years and two weeks later, he bought a mattress, which means Michael predicted it. Yeah. Here's a here's a nice homoerotic dream. Quote, at the end, all these Saudi Arabian guys were around <laughs> us. We were all it's always a weird ethnicity, too. Yeah, David dude. always it's always black guys or Saudi Arabian he's guys or a, Chinese guys. He's got a foreign fetish kink. At the end, all these Saudi Arabian guys were around us. We were all trying to get along with each other. This somehow involves sleeping in the same beds. It was a cultural issue and I was encouraged to participate. We had actually fought and even killed each other in the past, but now we we're all trying to get some rest. I realized that I might have to sleep with as many as four different people in the same bed. I wasn't too happy about this because it was only a single mattress. David's note. This wasn't anything gay. In the, <laughs> in the dream, it was all about peace. <laughs> it's This is the other movie does where things that don't need an explanation as to how they're not gay, he always makes sure to point out, Guys, like, this no is, homo. <laughs> no homo. Super not gay. I had this dream where I was talking to men. Yeah. No homo. <laughs> Look, oh, you, yeah, we slept dick to ass in a yeah. small bed, but it wasn't gay at not all. Not gay shit. And that's the important thing to remember. Uh, here he predicts COVID and the East Palestine accident. Uh, quote, so, too, do we feel that if the environment reeks of staleness, it is in your best interest to go out into the lobby, find out what is going on, and move it forward. For your nose, what will you have? I already have it. David's note. In book three, we discuss the zeolite nasal rinse, which apparently kills anything that might be lingering in there after the COVID PCR nasal swab test. Environment reeks of staleness could be another East Palestine reference. Michael had mentioned ticket taking. Passenger trains have a galley car, which is like a lobby. Go out into the lobby, find out what is going on, and move it forward. Word. You know, passenger cars like a lobby. Yeah. Yeah. He's also, I like that he's already pitching book three, which I guess is going to have how to cure COVID and the vaccine diseases. Nice. I hope he accidentally gets people killed. Here's uh, well, maybe he will, because here's some dietary advice from uh, the Archangel Michael. So simply take the time to eat a few eggs here and there to build up your protein and to symbolically increase your constitution, fortitude, and strength as you will need it in the days, weeks, and months ahead. David's note. Two different studies recently emerged showing that eggs fight COVID. This is also <laughs> prophetic of the severe egg shortages we are now seeing. This is one of Michael's core dietary recommendations. According to the suppressed research of Dr. Weston Price, the more orange you see in the yolks, the healthier it is. Michael also carefully said, build up your protein, implying that eggs might help you fight certain types of protein buildup in the body. And then in brackets, he puts, none of this is medical advice. <laughs> Which, like, yes, it is. I mean, it's, yeah, it kind of is. You. you Directing people yeah. to use something to fight a disease, I think, is by its very nature yeah, medical like, advice. Hey, this cures cancer, not, not medical, medical advice. advice. Uh, pop culture, David, pops in for a minute. Quote, this references Madonna's Open Your Heart just after she produced a blasphemous shoot posing as a sleazy <laughs> Mother Mary in late January 2023. Michael is letting everyone know that all of our actions are being observed. He repeatedly speaks out against gratuitous displays like this. Nice. He, uh... The Archangel Michael super keyed in on minor pop culture shit like Dude, that. Dude, the Archangel Michael is a culture warrior. He's big on uh, social justice, culture war shit, yeah. and big on U.S. politics. You know what the Archangel Michael hates? Transformers. <laughs> <laughs> 
hates with them. a vengeance. Their abominations. The one, the one good thing to come out of this fucking uh, train crash, ironically enough, this East Palestine train crash of a book, is it made me really uh, appreciate Pete Peterson for his skills as a liar. Because yeah. every time Pete Peterson will pop up in the book, and every so often I'm just like, damn, he was the fucking man. Because um, yeah, he always got David to believe just the stupidest things. Well, here's an example of that quote: Pete Peterson described a high tech sarcophagus found in Egypt from a classified mission where you had to sing to it in a certain way in order to get it open. <laughs> the inscriptions on the sarcophagus would become readable to a person who was properly influenced by it. So it's basically the sword and the stone, but a sarcophagus. Oh, Danny boy! <laughs> they, they would sing, They would then sing the words and it would open. Inside, they found amazing handheld tech objects. It was not clear what they were for. We apparently did not have enough spiritual advancement to be able to use them. I believe I can fly. I just love that, though, is you'll feed David something like that, where, you know, there's yeah. a sarcophagus, like a sarcophagus he has to sing to. You gotta hit it with your favorite jam. But then he even hedges that by going, but we're not spiritually advanced enough for that. We couldn't do it. That but is but funny. in the past, people could. That is funny to imagine, India. Anna Jones finding this sarcophagus be like quickly what was the number one single in the country in 1938 maybe that's why he pays attention to all the pop culture shit he's got to yeah. know the lyrics to like every Wait. Madonna song in case it opens the sarcophagus what's the second album what's the second track on Prince's last album now we move to section 17 I think the, about here in the book is where I really wanted to just blow my fucking brains out because yeah. I noticed when I was going through my notes all my, my titles for the sections are just like this fucking sucks reading this is exhausting <laughs> uh, quote the view image of these workings are never hard disk on us that's the prophecy the view image of these workings was never, never hard, hard disk, disk on, on us okay David's note, this may be a veiled reference to the software used in the 2020 U.S. election. As other passages have already mentioned, the plotters had a view image of how many votes were coming in on a hard disk. Derivatives are financial instruments that are highly volatile and can quickly destroy the value of companies they target. This may also be about certain corrupt deals found on hard disks from laptops. What images taken by certain serial blackmailers might soon be viewed? All right. So basically, hard disk means the contents of every computer ever. Got it. Which uh, uh, some might say that's a bit vague, but... I mean, look, just all the computers, you figure it out. David, uh, he, he lets us know how Michael's going to be revealing himself. In, in context with other passages, the, quote, elongated map may refer to large, elongated spacecraft we will see when Michael's people decide to reveal themselves. Which I found that interesting because in one of the live streams he was talking about how uh, Stavati was making a two-mile-long space shuttle. Right, right, right. So I think David is using Stavati to divine the, uh, divine, uh, provide the spacecraft necessary for the Archangel Michael to arrive. He's kind of heaven, heaven's gates in this. Uh, I don't see how this doesn't end in some sort of ritualistic suicide. Uh, I mean, yeah, he could accidentally kill himself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's not going to be intentional, but I yeah. do think you remember that uh, crazy, like redneck guy who built a rocket to prove the Earth was yeah, flat and, then and it just, just died? crashed. D David's getting there. I think we're going to see David hop on, you know, like a Stavati shuttle that's just going to explode gonna, on the launch pad. Yeah, he's going to crash the prototype flying car. Here's uh, here's some more David uh, trauma clues. Quote: I haven't been there since '85. 
That year, I was in seventh grade. This appears to be when I got myself kicked out of the parallel life program <laughs> and tackled the situation. The parallel life program? So whatever happened to David, you know, around seventh grade is when the issues started arising. Uh, right, right. Uh, random note, this has nothing to do with anything. I just laughed when I read it. David took uh, karate classes in college, <laughs> which I don't know what kind of college you're going to that does karate, but... Uh, most people study things. Look, there. he took one class. He's a black belt. Uh, not only that, he is also a super cool top secret spy. Quote, I realized that they were calling it the shield. When I realized what the size was, I was overwhelmed. Uh, that's <laughs> this is a really, really big one. Uh, <laughs> they were eager to show me this information, have me read it, and see what my reaction was. David's note. In the Avengers shield has a black flying tank. The hovercraft, uh, hovering aircraft carrier. Pete Peterson told me we have ships just like this nice. every time he appears. Uh, this appears to be partly about me joining some real-world equivalent of S.H.I.E.L.D. since Michael also referenced David and the team from Stargate earlier. On a broader level, this is a prophecy for all of us and the disclosure that lies ahead. The word exercise could also mean exorcise, as in destroying evil. The real-world equivalent of S.H.I.E.L.D. has indeed been exorcising demons from this world. Hell yeah, so dude. David's part of Marvel, S.H.I.E.L.D., and the Stargate team. He's exercising the demons. Exercise, exorcise. That's, that's very clever, David. Uh, here's maybe the world's dullest prophecy. Quote, I just heard something that described me as skin, ice, and bones. I started to laugh. The more we can get through to your physical self in this form of speaking, the more we can melt the ice that is now in place. David's note. This is prophetic of where I've been writing this book for 18 months at 8,600 feet with snow eight months out of the year. My feet are always cold. All right. Yeah. It's just completely inane babbling for long sections. Like... He used the word cold, where I live is cold. This was prophecy of my cold feet. This is prophecy of my the, the snow being outside. Everything is prophecy. Uh, David hates immigrants. Dream. <laughs> anyway, we went into this place. It looked like a rich hotel room with a huge suite. Very lavish. It had huge couches. All the same kids that were just out there terrorizing and shooting and looting were now all inside smoking cigarettes, drinking alcohol, getting high, and whatever else. The police officer we were with was trying to think of a way for how to arrest all these guys or just how to arrest a few of them. David's note. This is obviously referencing the now severe crisis of illegal migrants taking over luxury hotels in New York and creating complete lawlessness inside. Is this is that a thing going on? Because the only place I've heard about this is in David's books. Uh, I don't. I feel like I would have heard about a bunch of migrants moving into luxury hotels in New York and basically. I mean, they were being shipped to New York. I don't think they would be putting in luxury hotels. No, I, I don't. I'm, maybe. I know they were housing them. I'm sure it's something that kind of happened and David has just completely misinterpreted it. Michael uh, predicted David's smoke detector issue, you know, the, the one a few weeks ago where it was like right. getting sexually assaulted. Where he had a panic attack. Quote, I ended up going into a bathroom at some point. There was some weird technology where the toilet paper in the stalls was actually a telephone. 
one of these Russian guys who didn't know what, what I knew yet started to ask me what this machine was inside the stall. See, why is he using a bathroom stall with another man? Everything's just kind of gay. I felt kind of paralyzed, so I took it off the wall and showed him what it was. I demonstrated to him that it was just a phone. I said there really wasn't anything in it except for in-plugs and out-plugs. It looked like he was going to take it as though it would help him make calls or have communications. David's note. This was predictive of my smoke alarm meltdown, which <laughs> which he puts in all caps like it was a smoke alarm meltdown, <laughs> like it was a proper event, uh, which I discussed in each of my latest three YouTube live streams. I had two firemen in the house to stop it. Uh, more and more David dreams of being an action hero. Quote, I then talked about what I was going to do for a brief moment. There was a scalpel on the table, similar to an X-Acto knife. I explained how I would hit the guy right in front of me, square on the nose. That He can't even talk like like a badass. Like, square I'm, I'm going to bop you square. on the nose. Yeah, I'll boop you. <laughs> that would take them out. The second guy had a gun. I would push him up against the wall before he could shoot me. I said that... I would push his hand with the gun up against the wall. Then with the exacto knife, I would slit his throat. I didn't do either of the violent parts, but I then demonstrated very quickly, without any weapon in my hand, what it was that I was talking about. They were impressed at how well I was able to do it. They decided at that time that I would be able to take a ride on board. That was pretty much the end of it when I woke up. Nice. David's note. This type of conduct is absolutely inappropriate and will get you killed. It's a dream. Do not ever approach anyone like this. They might <laughs> they might hurt or kill you. That being said, there are various training programs where you run through all sorts of attack simulations just like this and strategize what you would do. Nice. So uh, I, I think he's taking the Matrix shit a little far where he thinks like in the dreams he's learning how to do kung fu, which will translate to the real world. Nah, David can totally do kung fu. Very poorly. He did that take is the college fun. class. So. That is funny to wake up and be like, I know Kung Fu. And then to go get your ass kicked immediately. <laughs> uh, this section I just called, I have literally no idea what the fuck he's talking about. Quote, when we speak of personality fragments, there is indeed a physiological component to those that takes place in the body itself. The final stages of healing the atrophy in my right leg have directly correlated with remembering, accepting, and forgiving the parallel life. Interesting. So I, uh, I, don't I don't know, know what, what atrophy means. in his leg he's referring to, but I guess him getting fucked in an alternate universe was represented by his leg healing or something. So <laughs> the rape was good. In a roundabout way, yes, it had yeah. to happen. He had well, to get raped to walk again. Well, actually, the the reason the rape had to happen was because in a parallel lifetime, he, he was Jesus in an alternate universe, uh -huh. but he failed in that universe. Right, so right, he, right. he collected all the negative karma from failing as Jesus, and that's why the devil had to fuck him is so he could pay off that negative karma. Of course. He needs medicine. Yeah, <laughs> I think he, he needs, needs he needs a psychiatric intervention. Yeah, he needs uh, he needs help. Prediction of uh, oh yes, here here he is predicting some pop culture shit. This is the prediction quote. So every time that we have a chance to play chess, there is an opportunity to move the knight from one square to another in that famous L shape. David's note. Fascinating. Just today, as I unseal this news, uh, this news articles came out about a major upset in the chess community. 
<laughs> a newcomer. 19-year-old Hans Neiman beat the established Norwegian grandmaster, 31-year-old Magnus Carlsen, in Missouri. People are accusing Neiman of elaborate and perverse fraud, saying he has a sex toy that vibrates to signal when he is making the yeah, right move. I remember this story. Very sassy. That story rule is very sassy. I think sassy is uh, his way of coding gay now. I think that's how he says well, something's really gay. David's just going to come out as sassy. Because the dream with the trans woman, he said it was a woman with a very sassy secret. And I guess the sassy uh, part was the penis. Well, David's just a sassy gal. He's the sassiest man alive. Yeah. <laughs> he, it's just he doesn't know it yet. Yeah. Uh, Sometimes I also feel like some of this prophecy he misses on a chance to like legitimately hit for a more bizarre interpretation. Because in this uh, quote, and thus, the way we walk through this minefield is to hover above it. Now, to me, that seems like a really easy shot to take where now he runs a hover car company, so Michael yeah. predicted it. He says it's about the Chinese balloon again. <laughs> it's always about the fucking balloon because balloons hover. Everything comes back to the balloon. That balloon is anti-gravity tech. It is. That's what it represents. Uh, David is bringing about ascension. Quote, I could actually see that there was a machine that would help make ascension happen even quicker. It would help compress the electrons. I don't know what that fucking is supposed to mean. In the machine. I could actually see a matrix, a matrix of tetrahedrons, bottom to top and top to bottom, wedged together very tightly. That was the structure the energy took on the inside the machine. David's note. This may be a coded dream reference to a machine that would help compress the elections. Oh, that's what oh. so electrons are elections into the outcome its controllers desire. The mass revelation of this machine would make ascension happen even faster. Additionally, I am the director of advanced technology for Stavati and will be working on advanced power plants as an immediate future initiative. Trump has already called for mass produ uh, production of these amazing devices for Agenda 47. The matrix of tetrahedron mir uh, mirrors the structure of advanced battery anodes. Batteries with these anodes have a much higher energy density than what we see today. That is, uh, that's another development here is I think he thinks Trump is going to become president and purchase uh, Stuvati's technology. Of course they are, dude. He met him at, at the Trump Hotel. So I think he's kind of banking a lot of his future on yeah, that. No, dude, he's good. Donald Trump's going to win the election. He's going to throw a fat government contract with Shivati, and everyone's going to get rich. I cannot wait until Trump loses and David has to explain this. Oh, no. This oh, was really, no. this This might be it. He can't come back from, he I can't mean, come back from a five-part series of books. He really is putting all his chips into the table. Yeah. I mean, not only the books, he's putting all his money in. Every, everything is being gambled on. Yeah, this. everything is pushed into the table. Oh, and appropriately enough, Section 18, September 1998, Part 2, God actually needed David to gamble. Um, oh, word. Quote, understand that the only way to make customers believe in your work is to engage yourself in speculative investments. That will attribute the uh, those forms of guidance into design. So that that part actually kind of vaguely checks out to me. Like, if you're a psychic, you should be able to, you know, predict the future. Yeah. And probably help people believe he was psychic if he could, uh, you know, predict the future <laughs> accurately. Would, I mean, it would help me personally. Yes, him being correct would significantly improve his... Uh, yeah, it'd make me feel better about taking his advice. Yes, his, his status as a psychic. 
Uh, David takes a chance to re again uh, or again reaffirm this uh, this timeline. Quote: This further reiterates Michael's message that we only have about two years maximum to prepare ourselves for some kind of dimensional shift. Nice. I, I wouldn't worry about it. We still uh, we will still have our bodies as we adjust, and with a short time, we will discover that we now have superhero type abilities. Hell yeah, dude. Oh, I forgot about that. David can we're shoot lightning gonna, out of his hands. Yeah, we're going to become superheroes. Marvel movie. And David can control the weather by yelling at it. Yeah, sometimes. he just screams at the sky. Says, hey, why don't you stop raining? I'm not sure I'm going to be able to read the next books. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's going to need to come with like a hazard warning. It, uh, I mean, this is just nuts. Yeah, it's undiluted insanity. He's every famous character throughout all of history, and now he's developing super superhuman powers. Yeah. More, yeah. more molestation prophecy. Quote, you've got the kid, but where's the shorts? Uh-oh. David's note. A veiled reference to children with their without their clothes on. This is directly after a very graphic reference to Draco reptilians and shape-shifting. Oh, no. The Drago reptilians are... They're pedophiles. They're extra molestials. Those Godzillas love children. <laughs> I kind of like extra molestials. Yeah, this works. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, not bad. Uh, David is super cool, and he hangs out with Led Zeppelin. <laughs> I don't even know. I'm not going to read this whole fucking... Or, yeah, actually, I will. Look, I had to suffer through this, so everyone's going to have to suffer through this. Dream. This section involved a direct one-on-one -on -one meeting with Robert Plant, the lead uh, the lead singer of Led Zeppelin. That was pretty awesome. It was actually very awesome. He was very friendly. I ended up asking him about Stairway to Heaven. Very original, David. I said to him that the big question on everyone's mind was whether or not he was telling the truth about how the words came to him for this. He said that it was true. The words just arrived in his mind. He said he went through several different permutations for the opening line, some of which were goofy, trying to get to, there's a lady who's sure all that glitters is gold. I finally said to him that it looked to me as though those words uh, were channeled lyrics. He told me that this was essentially true. I said to him, man, you just whipped this off so fast. You don't realize that all these people out there have gotten such tremendous meaning out of your lyrics. He said, yeah, it's pretty incredible. We definitely had fun talking. This is obviously about me. <laughs> I only read it because of that last line. But yeah, yeah, uh, things like that probably don't need to be included in your book. This is clearly about me. Where you're just having a super boring, redundant conversation about Stairway to Heaven lyrics. No, no, Led Zeppelin told me I would have been a famous guitarist too if I had tried. Well, he's already declared he will be more famous than the Beatles, so he's going to be significantly more famous well, than Led Zeppelin. Who, who knows who the Beatles are? Uh, what is this? Oh, this is some David Lore. This is the story of his, uh, his first ever speech on uh, September 24th in 98. On this Friday night, I gave my first ever public lecture entitled The Physics of Ascension. I talked about the 25,000-year cycle, the law of one, etc. I somehow managed to fill the place, and it created a huge buzz in the community. Many people already knew I was the alleged reincarnation of Edgar Cayce. I summarized a variety of scientific arguments in favor of a dimensional shift and reunion with Christ consciousness. 
the audience was utterly dazzled. <laughs> I held it at the... Remind, fa- uh, this is not a dream. Utterly this is dazzled. Yes, utterly dazzled is his honest assessment in his diary of how the audience felt about his performance. They were utterly dazzled. I held it at the Fellowship Center, an interfaith church I attended at the time. After this successful show, I occasionally was asked to minister on Sundays. I was a big hit. Thanks to Michael's guidance, I went from six seventy-five an hour to $65 an hour while also making an acceptable living from low-price p- conference tickets funny, in like, only two months. Thanks to the Archangel Michael, I, I managed to make $1,800 a month sitting at home, uh, yeah. and you can too. <laughs> it is kind of that. It's all those like replies and tweets yeah. you see, whereas I'm making $400 yeah. a month from home. Dream. This is a more child abuse shit. I saw Freddy Krueger. He was being set up to jump out of a box and scare people. It was definitely like the United States government. There was a weird thing where they were all trying to control us into doing certain things. I was aware, even as I was going through it, that it was a metaphor about the United States government. At one point, I put on a football jersey that had the number 32 on it. That caused them to call me Bummy or Bunny. (laughs) David's note. This is another dream memory of parallel life child abuse. Biden also starts with a B and ends with an N, like Bunny, which doesn't end in an N. It does not end in an N. It ends in a Y, actually. Well, it was a good try. He got close. 32 is, of course, Masonic. Uh, David and I finally agree. What is this? Oh, quote, the experience was that I had difficulty maintaining my focus in the room. Everything started to fade. I really had to concentrate harder in order to keep the room in focus. After I did this, I grabbed the grid matrix of crystals with the intent to take it with me and tried to get up. Suddenly, a woman who had been in the room told me that if I did this, she wouldn't be able to stay there. She told me she needed it and that I couldn't remove it from there. No sooner did this woman talk to me, but in some strange way, it seemed that I recognized her. I couldn't quite put my finger on it, but I felt like I knew her, and she was very important to me. In short, it seemed as though I had met my soulmate. David's note. I have no idea what this means, but it's very interesting. <laughs> oh, this is so sick to include a whole thing. Like, I don't have a fucking clue what this means, but it sounded but cool. it's very interesting. Interesting indeed. Uh, he says everyone who reads this book is going to become a celestial leader of some variety. Nice, um, dude. So I guess that means you and I will be leaders. leaders. Along with everyone listening to this, congratulations, yeah. everyone. Welcome to the club. Uh, Valiant Thor is somehow a Christian now. Quote, I distinctly remember now visualizing this craft landing at the White House. A being, or a series of beings that were totally humanoid, just like us, came out and announced their presence. David's note. Wow, very intense. (laughs) This is clearly prophecy of Valiant's people revealing themselves as angels who support the Holy Eucharist. This is a central concept in Christianity, the transubstantiation of bread and wine in the communion ceremony. It is to accept the gift of Christhood and be one with it. Valiant not, Thor is born again. I'm not sure that's what that dream means. I don't know why a ship landing means Thor accepts the Eucharist, but... Because he learned about his Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. All right, we're getting towards the end here. Oh, I lied. No, well, kind of. <laughs> Section 19, October 1998. Gay Dreams. Quote, There was a whole thing about Clinton's scandal with Lewinsky. Only now is a conspiracy involving a gay person. It was almost like a shooting, and it involved two guys. I got a very clear bead on the man's face. 
He was bald on the top and had a little bit of hair on the sides. There was some sort of event, event involving a shooting. It also had to do with the fact that the man was gay. A trial was getting started <laughs> as a result of this. <laughs> they're, they're on trial because he was gay. They're on trial for being gay. I very clearly heard someone in the crowd say gay. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, say, I'm sorry. Say gay people shouldn't be allowed gay. to demonstrate or something like that. David Snow. This is clearly prophetic of many interconnecting events, including Biden's ever-increasing criminal liabilities. Clinton's scandal. This appears to be predicting how some in the public would react to the far-left ideology that was pushed on the public since the start of the Biden administration. Word. He, he came back in for a second pass at this prophecy, though. I first unsealed this prophecy before the mass shooting in the Christian school in April. This clearly predicted the event and correlates with Clinton's scandals. Additionally, a balding gay man is now on trial and a big PR nightmare for Target. The lesson <laughs> here... I don't even know what that means. Who's the balding gay guy for Target? I don't... I don't know... Brian Stelter? I don't know. Dylan Mulvaney is not bald, so I don't... Additionally, balding man is now on trial. Uh, the lesson here is that you don't want to go out and advertise satanic imagery on clothes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Stock uh, price-wise, at least. I, I, I can't tell if he's anti-gay now, or... I told you, he's going to be one of the go the good gays. Yeah, I think he's just culture war. Who just uh, chastised. Like, he's gay, but he's not pride gay. Thankfully, we can we can cleanse our palate a little bit because uh, Pete Peterson makes another appearance. Pete Peterson said 534 ancient UFOs were secretly purchased from Mexico under the Trump administration for well over a billion dollars. That kind of seems like a bargain. Yeah, that's 500 spaceships for a billion bucks? It's like what? 20 mil a spaceship? The craft were found in a vast network of perfectly cut underground tunnels in Peru. Pete was lucky, uh, lucky enough to gain firsthand access to these tunnels as a high-level insider. Of course he was. Pete said that some of them run directly underneath the Nazca lines, and they stretch on for hundreds, if not thousands of miles, all precisely laser-cut in their appearance. These ships apparently have a much higher technology than everything else we use. They can blip around instantly anywhere in the galaxy you want to go, but they will only operate with either 7 or 27 passengers on board. The passenger requirement has something to do with the physics of how it travels. <laughs> what a sick sentence. Pete, why is that the case? The physics of it yeah, is no, why. It's the physics is the reason. The physics of how it travels. What physics? That's not, not important. Yes, of how it travels. <laughs> this technology is significantly more advanced than anything being used by, uh, by the ETs we interact with in various classified programs. Stargate travel normally takes significant time and can involve several hops along the way. Our discovery of these ships is like upgrading from horses to airplanes. Pete was hoping to design a radio that would allow communication with the ship of course he was um i <laughs> this section i just read is fucking schizophrenia this is <laughs> because i'll read this i'm not sure if the person he mentions in this exists now this person interacts with him in physical reality according to him i'm not sure they're a real person okay quote a fascinating synchronicity just occurred as of 5 18 p.m on february 15th 2023 at the exact moment I finished the previous sentence and looked back at the word samples, I got a text from the mysterious Robert Fairlawn at his brand new farm. They were taking nitrogen samples today. Going to have corn this year. Running the chisel plow now. Dr. Fairlawn flashed the word samples on my screen right as I was looking at the same word. 
seconds after I typed it uh, in to help decipher the prophecies. Robert Fairlawn is Michael's time-looped code name for the Colonel, as revealed in personal sections within this volume of the Michael Prophecies. The Colonel has just now moved into his farm within the last two weeks. The reference to having corn this year seems prophetic of the harvest that Michael talks about. I had just moved on to John's farm in our time loop here from 1998. Fairlawn's text mentions a plow, and then Michael immediately mentions a field in the next line. I don't know if Fairlawn's a real guy. Yeah, that sounded made up to me. But he's texting him. David's got a burner phone. But then, uh, I guess the part that's most confusing is he he equates it to a time loop. So that guy, I th- if he does exist, I think he might only exist in 1998, and he's texting him now. It's like a it's like the the notebook yeah. for text. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's uh, what I titled the next section. It's insane. It's yeah. It's yeah. It is non-decipherable. It is nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing to this. Quote: Continue to meditate as we speak, and the chest of drawers will open to discover many new things heretofore undiscovered. David's note: My final edit of this book is being done in my main bedroom, where my desk is on a pull-out shelf on a chest of drawers. Very impressive, Michael. So because there was a chest of drawers in his writing and he has drawers in his bedroom, that means Michael predicted it, I think. All right. Yeah, that's pretty. All right, that checks out. Sure. Anything that exists in writing in this book that also exists in the present timeline, Michael, I think, spoke it into existence. So, you know, David writes reality. So if he mentions, you know, like a sink in 1998, that's then responsible for the sink in his house today. David, uh, I think he was kind of at Epstein's in some sort of way. Quote, I remember being the outsider. I was being picked on, but actually more like admired because of how smart I was. If that's not <laughs> a fucking loser kid dream right there, I don't know. They were making fun of... Oh, I was so cool. They were making fun of me because I had special it's abilities. It's literally that. It's literally fucking that. It's like, I was such a fucking loser, but no, actually, I was a loser because I was the coolest. Yeah, I was so cool, I was a loser. Uh, I was being picked on, but actually more like admired because of how smart I was. There was a background aura of me being a freak that was also present. I remember that for part of the time, these girls were in lingerie. Some of this was taking place in a supremely elegant hotel, which I believed at the time to be the Cavalier. It had these doors that were perfect circular edges on two sides. The other two sides were the regular flat shape. The overall uh, overall curve was similar to rainbow in shape. We know what that means. These doors were seven or eight inches thick. David's note, this is deep state Epstein imagery that my character is being led through in the first person. The round doors also suggest Asian influences, such as China. (laughs) That's fucking hilarious. The doors suggest Asian influences. The Chinese Chinese doors. doors. The, uh, The thickness of the doors hints at underground bases, tunnels, and bomb shelters. Yeah, an eight-inch thick door is pretty thick. Yeah, yeah, it's super thick. Uh, 
Some more vaccine info. David's note, in total, this again suggests a demonic influence is trying to create death by world hunger and give people a jolt, i.e. a heart attack. <laughs> I, I could not find the document from Art Bell as I wrote this. However, Nick Redfern wrote Chupacabra Road Trip about these events. <laughs> uh, side note, the Chupacabra is real, according to Michael. Uh, here's a dream about Jesse Jackson. I hadn't written down the number for Jesse Jackson's room. I had to go find him. I was running all around this building. When I did find him, he looked very overweight. Sooner or later, some guy took me outside. It was a very beautiful and gorgeous building. It had the rounded-off look of the government, or maybe the Asian doors. The rounded-off look of the Asian doors. He showed me this huge crack that was right in the center of the building. He explained that when the foundation was cracked like that, it had very, very serious repercussions. There was another crack in the other building that he showed me. After a while, the word got through this hotel that there was going to be a big earthquake and how much danger they were in. People really started to bug out. I knew Jesse Jackson was on the 10th floor. Uh, that that somehow proves there's going to be some sort of like apocalyptic, oh, right. apocalyptic damages to well, a building. Well, because Jesse Jackson's at so. Yeah, well, Jesse Jackson's on the 10th floor, which yeah. means there's going to be an earthquake. That's a clearly in the Book of Revelations. Uh, Stavati is planning on starting the Wilcox Zone, which will be their media division. Nice. I have a feeling, no, they aren't. <laughs> I have a Hell feeling yeah, that dude. will never happen. Just doing fucking... Add videos for Shivati. Here's uh here's some more Archangel Michael Culture War shit. Quote A blue light special awaits so many of your people. Were they to afford to appreciate themselves, to budget it into their time schedules, and to make a point of it? David's note. Here, Michael sneaks in a coded Bud Light reference by making jokes. Kmart went out of business. In the 80s, they always had the blue light special sales. Michael mentions the blue of the Democrats in a phrase very close to Bud Light, Ooh. and then references the boycott, Hell where yeah, they, the Bud Light customers, to afford to budget it. Hell yeah, dude. Archangel Michael says only fags drink Bud Light. <laughs> it's really, it seems very low for an Archangel to nah. sink himself to the level. Archangel of, Michael says you can't shop at Target no more. It seems very bizarre for an angel to worry himself with, uh, you know, like consumer boycotts in no. America. You see, the Archangel Michael was a very dedicated Bud Light customer. Yes, until. But then they did this whole Dylan Mulvaney thing, and now. You know, Archangel Michael can't be drinking gay beer. They promoted the satanic agenda, yeah, and that was it for Archangel Michael. He explicitly can't go along with the satanic agenda. It's in his contract. Right. It's right on the God contract. Yeah. David, a uh, little tip from him. You should sleep with your head facing north, because uh, Edgar Casey said that helps advancement. Uh I thought this sentence was funny just because, again, it's like, why would Archangel Michael work this into a prophecy? Quote, your fat childhood has been nearly processed now. We are working on the deeper issues at this point. I just like that they were <laughs> calling him fat. Uh, dream. Food I was eating turned into white rice at some point, flavored with cheese. I remembered that it was very delicious, and I was eating it. David's nice. note. As I unseal this, I'm eating vegan cheese-covered broccoli, <laughs> which I don't know if that's supposed to be. I think that's one of those loops where, like, it mentions him being thirsty and he's drinking water. In this vegan case, cheese-covered broccoli. Well, in this case, it mentions rice and cheese, and he was eating broccoli, which is like rice and cheese and vegan cheese. Yeah, vegan cheese, which is not cheese. So Ew. it's almost the same thing. That sounds gross, David. Just eat chicken wings and get fat. Section 21, November 1998, Part 2. Uh, 
I can't read this. I can't. I just can't do it. It's too fucking boring. He has this whole dream about how his mom's on trial, but it's secretly her being on trial for for Clinton shit. And then he he breaks out a keyboard at some point and plays like a guitar solo in order to free his mother from the Clinton's grip. I really don't think I have intricate enough dreams to even come up with this shit. It's he just it's so boring. Like these <laughs> aren't just, just dreams. These are inherently intricate dreams. I would say I've had maybe one dream like this in my entire lifetime where it's like that in depth yeah. and, and bizarre that I would note it. But doing this every night sounds exhausting. Reading it was exhausting. I can't yeah. imagine living it. Uh we're we're all oh, here's some here's some good old fashioned David bragging. Quote this appears to be prophetic of our discussions on neuroplasticity. I read Strange Stories, Amazing Facts, an adult book beginning at age five. Nice. Oh, I happen to have that book right next. An adult book. Hell yeah, dude. That's for adults only. <laughs> That's a big boy book. Yeah. You but David just read it. That. You got to be 17 or over to rent that. This, uh, I mean, here's, this is just, it's fucking, it's gibberish. Quote, there was one point where I ended up going to this art exhibit. It was in a basement or lower level environment. The art had to do with being in a concentration camp, I believe. I went in there. I was given a machine gun, but I realized it was really a nail gun. I carried it in this large group of people while we were doing this art thing. The art thing involved all of us working together somehow. Chuck Norris was in the audience with us at some point. Word. Uh, by the way, the, the nail gun represents spike proteins from the vaccine. All right. Yeah, sure. Uh, here's another dream David has. This was very unnerving at the end because it featured Hulk Hogan very, very aggressively challenging me to some sort of match. We found Hulk in the gym class bouncing a basketball. It transferred over to my house at some point. Having Hulk Hogan around was really bothering me. Right, <laughs> right before I woke up, I was hearing about Jesse Ventura being mayor. In this case, he was mayor of the Florida Keys. In this case, he was doing some apparently very socially conscious things. In Hell so yeah. doing, he was really pissing off a lot of people they were talking about ganging up and throwing them out of office uh oh god they're gonna dethrone jesse ventura that dream goes on for a long time it eventually ends and hulk hogan is david's father figure and they eat tortillas together well that's a nice ending yeah it was a happy ending uh, listen brother David, uh, here's, here's some of the demons he's struggled with in the past. I was incredibly addicted to the idea of breakfast cereal at the time, but I, <laughs> but I invariably have trouble with grains, especially in such a dried out form. He's in love with the idea of breakfast cereal, not eating it, just, just the mere notion of What a fantastic line. <laughs> I fell in love with the idea of breakfast cereal. I was incredibly addicted to the idea of <laughs> breakfast cereal at the time. Um, uh, Here's a voyeur dream. I, I also like that he basically said, my stomach's too weak to enjoy uh, Cocoa Crisps. Yes, yeah, so all he can eat is vegan cheese it and broccoli. It gives me the shits. I had apparently captured a picture of two people getting caught engaging in illicit sexual acts. Ooh. David's note. This is clearly prophetic of the rapidly, rapidly expanding Epstein scandals. Uh, we get some more shit about the Biden crime family. Of course, of course, you know the laptop is going to come out. Um, right, right, right. Uh, here's here's a dream about Chelsea Clinton or a note, I guess. This is particularly ironic since Chelsea Clinton has recently called for even more inoculations, as well as for sexually explicit books in schools. 
the Chelsea Clinton Bridge may be a metaphor of how the epic down uh, may be a metaphor of how the epic downfall of the Clintons and their San Francisco agenda is our bridge to ascension. <laughs> I guess that's the gay agenda, the San yes, Francisco agenda. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Pete Peterson is going to come back in here for a second. This appears to be another Stavati reference. Pete invented a photonic computer chip that is far more powerful than what we have uh, in use now. One of the items on my list as director of advanced technology is to develop this new chip, uh, chip technology, which will create a new revolution in power and capability. That's pretty cool. Deer have been coming up to the salt lake almost every morning as I finish this. <laughs> I, I do like that uh, Pete basically gave him, you know, fucking a wild goose to go chase before he died. So now David's going to try and manufacture fucking computer chips. I like to think he was fucking with them quite a lot. I think he was. He knew what he was doing. I think he knew he was fucking yeah. with them. He's like, oh, this idiot will do anything I tell him. Yeah, now he's going to be busy trying to invent a new computer yeah. chip because Pete told him. Uh, oh, here we get an update on, on the bath situation. Nice. Quote, your bath time is nearly over. He takes that line. We get three passes at this prophecy. Damn. He comes back three fucking times. Your bath time is nearly over. The first pass, uh, September 24th, 2022. This appears to be a prophetic reference to the mandatory baths Michael has asked me to take for nearly the last year now. January 3rd, 2023. I just realized yesterday that, that I will not be able to take daily baths anymore as Stavati gets rolling. This passage came in the next day to reassure me that I will be fine. The baths did help me do a systemic detox cleanse, which has greatly reduced the appearance of dark circles under my eyes and balanced the endocrine system. Ah, so his pee baths have made his, his, his eye bags go away. Yeah, it made his face look prettier. Nice. May 29th, 2023, which it's like five days ago <laughs> right now. Yeah. I think that's yeah. the day this book came out. I am now very close to finishing and releasing this book on Memorial Day. I was thinking of taking a shower instead of a bath just as I read this at 8.26 a.m. All right. That, that should be the response to the entire book is just read it and you're like, so, okay. uh, like, what do I do with this yeah. information that you're now, you were thinking about taking yeah. a shower. What does this mean? At 8.26 a.m. on May 29th. I don't know what to do with that. Uh, here's a case of him uh, impressing himself. Quote, we definitely had to worry about sneakers. David's note. Michael just did it again. I'm delaying <laughs> Gurley's walk by not putting on boots right as I reach this point in notation. My father's cat of many years was also named Sneakers. This may also be referencing the epic falling out of Yeezy and Adidas sneakers, <laughs> leading to massive unsold goods. M Michael is talking about the deep state trying to deceive us and being sneaky. Hey, what if this meant Kanye? There's a... Uh, at this point, where this is like the very end of the book. I think... I think this is just hallucinating. Quote, I was getting very clear verbal messages combined with vis visual images. And for the second time recently, the visual images also were humorous and got me laughing. It seems strange to hear yourself laughing out loud in the room at visions that are occurring inside your head. I mean, yeah, but that sounds like hallucinating to me. I think if you're sitting in a room laughing at the voices and visions in your head it seems on the edge at least i think that's that's crazy yeah. that is just that is you're full-blown crazy certainly flirting with it 
uh, he, as we wrap up the book, he does maintain Biden is still going to be uh, impeached. Word. Uh, Michael affirms David's place in history with this. He says, uh, quote, therefore, we do remind you that you still have the potential to become a historical figure with your work in the present moment. And then... This is the final notes from David on Memorial Day 2023. I am thrilled to release this book after such prolonged effort and struggle. It has been very difficult and intense to receive these messages and to often be the subject of them as well, particularly in this volume. I have been on the front lines of this battle for many lifetimes now. The sheer accuracy and enormity of Michael's prophecies make me feel very confident that the first wave of ascension is real. That may be the craziest part is he, he, everything in the past two episodes we've gone over. Yeah. He looked at that and that was like, I'm crushing this. I am. Killing. I am on the right track. I mean, this is why no one's going to talk him out of it. Cause he's killing in his mind. If Michael and his people want to create an embassy, I'm happy to be involved. I've been fairly <laughs> bored living alone for the last two years and could use some friends. I'm, I'm just, I, I agree with that. That's the most accurate thing he said. I'm so lonely, uh, please, God. Friends. I'm just doing my part. I have finally accepted that all is in divine order. I thank you again for your support, and we will see you in book three. Oh, no. I'm not sure that he will. I don't know that I can do that again. Yeah, we'll see. We'll, I mean, I guess it depends on how long it takes him to put it out. Because if, if everyone goes back and watches the reviews of this book through, this... Yeah, he's devolving pretty rapidly. Very quickly. Uh, yeah. It's uh, it's just, it's all not connected to anything. Yeah, the seams have completely broken he off. He latches onto weird shit like the Palestine and uh, balloon thing and just kind of assumes those are super important. Yeah. He, yeah, he's gone certifiably cuckoo. There's just pages of dreams about him, you know, meeting Led Zeppelin, which are just like the boring dreams of a teenager. Yeah, it's Yet, not great. He has decided he's the most important man in the universe and I'd will go down in history. Well, so here's part of the problem is like, and I'd, I'd love to know the numbers, but like if I sold 500 copies of this and made like $15,000 because it's obnoxiously expensive, uh, I would be like, I'm not crazy. I'm fine. I just made all this money. No, there was another point in this book where he said he had to sell like some property in order to get enough money to finish this book because it was selling so poorly. Oh, well, that's not good. Then he's just going to keep, he's just going to go into bankruptcy over everything. Which the reason this book is selling poorly is because it's not readable. Yeah, it's not very much a book. If we were not doing this for the show, I would have tapped out after about 20 pages. Yeah, and imagine paying for it. Yes, paying $100 yeah. for this. Just like, what? what the fuck is this? And you're sitting there to read David's loser teenage dreams interspersed with uh, vaguely homosexual revelations. Yeah, that's what like he doesn't even do anymore. He that's going to even... be his Bible book, Homosexual <laughs> Revelations. <laughs> but it's not gay. It's not gay. Uh, he was sleeping in bed with men, but it wasn't gay. But yeah, David used to like extrapolate on, on his insane bullshit. Now he just says it outright he... and doesn't like elaborate on it. He's just like, well, this happened. Well, that's that's what I'm saying. This no longer it doesn't tie into like this means that the alliance is going to be yeah, doing this. No, it's just like, well, did you know that I was taking a shit two days ago? And that means Michael was right. Yeah, <laughs> thus I'm correct. Michael predicted in 1998 that I would be shitting yeah, myself. <laughs> that I would have intense diarrhea. Uh, I mean, that's that's what this book is. It's just fucking diarrhea. Yeah, <laughs> it's just. 
shit. It's just word diarrhea. I am so glad to be able to put this book down. It has been uh, driving me absolutely insane from I'd last love Tuesday to, to today's now Sunday. Now, I would love to talk to the handful of people who just loved it. And be I, like, all right, explain what you got no, out of this. No, I refuse to believe that exists. <laughs> if any, I, I doubt anyone's tweeting about how much that. Let me go on his Twitter and see. If anyone's tweeting about this, they're a bot. I, I, That'd be funny if David hired a bot farm to pop up the reviews of his book. I quite literally think the only people in the world who have read this book, I think, are David and me. I don't think anyone else is getting through this unless they're using it for content. Well, um, I mean, that's why it's always funny when he talked about getting it to his editors because it's like, David, you, you don't clearly, have an editor. Yeah, you clearly have absolutely no editors. Uh, No, no one's talking about the fucking book. He still hasn't put out his video. I guess we'll have a video coming out soon from him. Uh, I mean, the video is key to diagnosing where he's at. We might have to abandon the written word if it keeps going like this. I don't know uh, that I can subject myself to two episodes of this again. I mean, he's genuinely becoming unintelligible. I feel like we have to do it just because he's so... Uh, it's f foundational to the show. Like, we need to be up I to mean, date on David. I but suppose it could be briefer. We might have to do that. The problem is the book was 600 pages. I don't yeah, know how you make that briefer. He's not making it easy. Oh, David. Yeah. He's got to help us out. All right. Speaking of helping us out, patreon.com slash yeah. plain Send us pod. money like yes. David. <laughs> yes. So I can, I can uh, get therapy to forget I read this book. <laughs> uh, at Hidden Plain Sight Radio Instagram. We're uh, at The Hidden Pod on Twitter. You're at Brandon Steele Hidden on Instagram. And we will uh, return next week. Who do? Mom out.